You're listening to DraftKings Network. Who are these guys? It's my theme music. Every good hero should have some. This is an institution of learning, ladies and gentlemen. If you can't control it, how can you teach? Discipline is not the enemy of enthusiasm. Today on Journeyman, we talk Miami Heat in the NBA Finals, Deshaun Watson, and the future of tech with Ricky Williams. Welcome back to Journeyman, brought to you by the good folks at Metal Arc Media and the DraftKings Network. I'm Andrew Hawkins, former seven-year NFL veteran, uh, two-time Emmy nominee, and eight-time St. Patrick's Elementary School Olympic Day class champion. My biggest feat. I don't think you can be a former seven-year veteran. I think that stays with you forever. It's just it. Yeah, you're an active seven-year veteran. All right, I'll take it. Active seven-year veteran joined by uh, producer extraordinaire, former Cleveland Browns fan, occasional DJ, and budding media mogul, Mike Ryan. Yeah, hey, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm not sure what's happening right now with, my, with my table placement. Mm. What? That's, it seems very normal to me. I yeah, I feel like I'm getting got here a little bit. Oh, do you? Oh, oh, does it feel vulnerable? Wow. Do you feel kind of like the world can turn on you at any moment, and you and you'll be helpless against it? I'm just sandwiched in between Andrew Hawkins and Brad Williams, and typically this is not how the power dynamic works. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm offended that you think <laughs> that I have more power than you. Would, being higher you in the would. world is a power dynamic. <laughs> you mm-hmm. would. You would. I carry a knife at all times. Well, well, There's I'm, not a time where I don't feel confident. I'm very unsettled right now. Anything mm. can happen and I'd be with it. I'm on my heels That's, because someone has lowered my chair to the floor setting. Oh, you mean just the normal setting? <laughs> is that what this is called? I call it the normal setting. I am, my palms are sweaty mm-hmm. and I'm not very comfortable right now with Mom's what's spaghetti. going on here. Hey, just relax and, and you'll be fine. I can't also joining us. I can't. Star stand-up comedian and actor and active Los Angeles Laker fan, yeah. fellow Los Angeles Laker fan, Brad Williams. That's right. And uh, I, I feel like this is me and Hawk taking the power back. I yeah. like it. And how does it feel? I got a crink in my neck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you, you made a career in the NFL, which is a crazy life to make a, a professional career out of. At and five you, foot seven. And yeah. you did so as undersized. Uh-huh. Mm. And Brad, you're defying all sorts of odds yes. by being the second most well-known uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> entertainer at two. best. Like, maybe hey. third behind Wee Man. Hey, Le- <laughs> hey, LeBron's a solid number two. He's at, you're he's on the at metal a, stand. He's had an okay life. I'm on the podium <laughs> yeah. of little people. I knocked I, I knocked Willow off. Yeah. I, 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 I knocked Warwick <laughs> Davis. He's off the podium now, and now and now and now I'm there. And it, it, it is interesting. And I mentioned this to you, Hawk, when, when I walked in and saw you. It's like I've heard you talk about, you know, five seven underside, underside, and I and I'm just sitting here at four foot four. Like I would do horrible <laughs> things behind a dumpster to be five foot seven. <laughs> like the, the things that like, like, oh, your life is so bad. Five foot seven, my life dramatically changed. I'd have to rewrite all of my jokes. Tell me about how your life at five foot seven is just such a struggle. You gave me a perspective this morning that I didn't expect to come into work and get. I'm going to be honest with you, and, and I appreciate it. But for Mike, I mean, you how tall are you, Mike? I'm six foot four with these shoes on. Six foot four <laughs> yeah. with these shoes on. Mm-hmm. So I have you, plantar fasciitis. In so your mind, because there's a power dynamic thing, and you think uh, Brad and I have accomplished such incredible things. So that means that you've 
underachieved in your life. Yeah, yeah. no, no, total underachieved. Yeah. Underperformed. Yeah. You, that makes sense. You've yeah. you've wasted your height. But yeah. in the land of in Miami, it's a I land mean, of short kings, right? So mm -hmm. if I go to a, a GA show, yeah. I am by far the tallest person there. See, right. and that's See. the thing. People are like Brad, you gonna go to Coachella? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's a GA show. It's just it's just a field <laughs> of people standing. It's like, all right. So do you want to watch Bad Bunny or do you want to smell farts? I'm smelling farts. Yeah, that's what <laughs> oh, I'm doing. Festival the farts. You feel like you can just rip away. Oh, and yeah, and you got the not, beer farts all me. weekend long. Not me. Give me a nice concert with an incline, a nice little <laughs> amphitheater, something I can walk up, sit down, be over the be over the general populace. I'm not going in the pit, yeah. not because I can't throw down, but because, yeah, farts. It, it's, a, it's a blessed <laughs> life being over six foot in Miami because it's very convenient. You can see over everybody. But if you go to a concert in the Midwest, I'm like, is that Odin's son? Like, yeah. where, where are these people are built different over here? I'm the shortest person in the room. Yeah, that's, it, that's interesting that because that's the, one of the advantages of being a, a tall guy. And it's like, I do think there are advantages to being short. Balance is one. I feel like I have incredible yeah, balance. Yeah. I don't never feel off, I oh, never yeah. feel off balance. Really? Yeah. Ever. I feel off balance all the time. I don't know if that's because you're tall balance. or just like your, no, your athletic ability. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not an athlete. I, think, I don't know if that changes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Incredible balance. Uh, we can't die from a fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like no, as really I get hard. older, yeah. as I'm over 40, like I'm, I'm getting towards 40 now, like, and I'm looking at like the older older commercials it's like falling for tall people's like oh that could yeah that, that could, could take hurt. you out no yeah. it could be a life in there everyone says when you get to a certain age the broken hip yeah and when you get to a certain age the broken hip sometimes just call uh, comes from slipping yeah and and it's you fall from your own height and i'm i'm good <laughs> i'm yeah. good can't can't build up that much speed my <laughs> the inertia doesn't reach a certain point terminal you, velocity is not that high <laughs> i would i would say objectively if i yeah. was 6 foot 4 I mean this sincerely from the Canton. bottom of my heart. You're in Canton. <laughs> I don't. I see. I don't. I don't judge like my success off of like accolades. I judge it off of money, mm -hmm. and I am at least a <laughs> hundred and fifty million dollars richer than I am right now. Really? In life. At six foot four, mm. and that's like on a minimum. I'd probably be in the NBA. Doesn't that change your game though? Don't they put you outside? You think you'd be a ball winner? Yeah, I think I because I, I like think. it's it's hard for me to envision you as a six foot four guy because I I was a huge fan of yours because I was a Browns fan at the time that you were playing for the Browns and you mm -hmm. were doing your damage and your game was so predicated on this elite quickness. Yeah, it, and I, I don't know if you have the same kind of coordination at six foot four. Your ego wouldn't allow for you to not <laughs> say that you yeah, would. Yeah, that'd be tough for my <laughs> ego to do. I would say that if okay, if I was six foot four with these same abilities that I have now, yeah, because you you cease being Andrew Hawkins, like yes. you're, you're not in his current form. Yeah, but there are six. You foot may four become players. Calvin Johnson, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could be that, or you could be Mike Ryan. Yeah, or just I could be not as successful. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a good question. Would you rather be six four Mike Ryan or five seven Andrew Hawkins for myself? That's a good question. Judging by your watch, I'd rather be Andrew Hogg. Yeah. <laughs> How are your knees? That's that, power, uh, power dynamic. You're right, because basketball players, they like yeah. talk like they are the worst knees of every Does athlete. Does your body hurt? Um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, just but that's not because like that's because you get hit, right? Yeah. Like it's not because yeah. like, my body hurts. Yeah, just from no, sitting sure. in this chair, my yeah. body hurts. Old, your body, I pulled my hamstring, I think, yesterday on the treadmill. That's a new <laughs> phenomenon for me. Like that's a very low version of mm -hmm. athletic. Yeah. Things That'd to be a do new phenomenon for me too. Just running cardio. Yeah, that was like cardio would be cardio in general. I, I don't understand like the walk. Like I get cardio and football because people are chasing you. I did, I just the whole concept of running for fun is totally lost on me. Like running sucks. So here, so here's my favorite <laughs> <agree>. part. <laughs> Running's horrible. My favorite part about being a little person and going and going to the gym 
is that whatever I do, everyone has to step their game up. <laughs> mm. Like if I go to the bench the bar. and I'm putting up like, cause I, uh, my max is like two fifteen. Uh, That's pretty good. I, I can rep yeah. like one sixty. Uh, yeah, dude, you got I got some, some upper chest I got there. some. So That's really good. Like if I do that, everyone then looks over at the plates and goes mother. Like like they <laughs> like they know you you can't like or if I'm on the treadmill and I'm sprinting. And I'm like lasting longer than people, which won't happen because I don't have cardio. But like, <laughs> I just embarrass anyone else in the gym. Everyone has to raise their game when I walk in. It's great. I I, I understand, but also yeah. I feel like you have some advantages in the bar. Like if I'm going like yeah, like your rep yeah. and my rep, I've got yeah. gravity pulling you this thing down. More to go. Yeah, but you got more like torque to pull from to get you to that. Yeah. Like, like, I'm, I'm like, the only person workshopping the take that Brad is actually got all these advantages when it comes to athletic competition and weightlifting. Hey man, I wrestled in high school. Like if I see you do a push up Let's go. and you do like a pitch perfect like yes. push up, I'm so like that's not a push up. Yes. Like that's the, the, and like I, your form's and all I off. Promise you I'll do more push ups than you. <laughs> promise you right now. That's all person take to 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 give themselves the disadvantage. Somehow yeah. The six foot four person says, yeah. "Oh yeah, of course, that's easy for you." Well, that's not a tall person thing. That's a white person thing. <laughs> also, yeah. it's a double whammy, of both. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, all the privileges, me. all the privileges in one take. Yeah, you yeah. saw what happened in this exactly. country. Disenfranchised white people thing is a real <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, yeah, I'd be in the NFL too, Hawk, if I was short and black. <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, obviously, if I, if I had to work my seven. way through the CFL and the yeah. Glass Bowl of Toledo, I, I mean, could have done that too. It's yeah. easy to run through Ray Lewis. But I had this thing called generational wealth. And heavy as the head. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, there, there, there's comics like that. They're like, dude, you're so lucky you got you got that hook. <laughs> That's a, I guarantee like, you, you what? run into that all the time. Yes, and, and then, it's like I got to be at least three times funnier than you. Yeah, because I'm a cisgender <laughs> white male and I got nothing. Like you come in, you into a room and you're winning. Yeah, <laughs> I get to create. Yeah, like, do you ever I, walk into a room and people start laughing? And you're like, what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> I, like let me get into the routine. Let me like let, like just get <laughs> one joke. Yeah, in. let's get let's get a joke. All right, I know it's a novelty, but like, come on. Yeah, it, it, it's. Here's, here's here's what happens when I walk on stage in general. If they don't know if they don't know that I'm coming up, it's the very first. It's like oh boy, <laughs> it's very first. It's quiet, and then as soon as I get one joke in, they're like, oh thank Christ, he's funny. Oh god. Oh he knows he's oh, short too. Oh yes, oh, that's a that's a yes. that's a relief. That's why people are like, oh do you do you talk about it on stage? I'm like I have to. <laughs> no. If I don't talk about what? Yeah. The entire audience just stares at me for like 20 minutes, just like, does he know? Does he know? <laughs> you just yes, do I'm observational aware. humor. Yeah. You talk about your marriage a little bit. You get off the stage, never acknowledge that yeah. you're a little person. I'm just like, what just happened? Like, did I just, was I on shrooms the whole time? Was that guy short to anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> what is the thing that you aren't self-aware about for both of you? I know Mike's. Oh, I'm I'm keenly self-aware, but it's just like kind of on the... I, I think your Miami sports takes are very... Unself-aware. We'll talk about how Wade and Bosch would have won several championships on their own <laughs> I, uh, later in the show. I, I am. I, I searched the internet for that take for, for <laughs> to give the viewers a, a, mm -hmm. a, a little glimpse of our morning conversation. We talked about LeBron James, the Miami Heat, and his take is that the Heat probably would have won multiple championships during that tenure with or without LeBron. Yes. And I, me being new to the Miami area, it was a brand new take I had never heard. And so I yeah. then went on the internet to go search. Because I'm like, it's a sports take. Somebody has had this yeah, take. This is a heat I thing. I couldn't find Miami a single thing, yeah. article <laughs> Nothing. that also it's said the same thing. And I'm like, wow, okay. So I wasn't wrong. Thank you for acknowledging me as a thought leader, by the way. <laughs> yes, yeah. you are a thought leader. It, yeah. That 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 was an original take. I and 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 I'm a fellow Laker fan with Hawk, 
So I'm not from the Miami area. I don't, I'm not into the heat culture thing, but I, I think I'm getting it now. You're getting I, it. Okay. I, I think I'm I hope, getting it I now. hope you realize he went to six against a heat team that was missing its second and third best players. He's for already getting series. It's just not, people just don't give Miami any excuses. Well, my, my, my non-self-aware thing is I walk into any room and feel like I'm the biggest person in the room yeah like that is my really? personality yes it does not like that's the only way i could play in the nfl i didn't it wasn't like oh i'm so, yeah. it was like no mm. i'm here you're welcome okay okay that is that I, is my I, ability I jimmy, butler kinda, I jimmy butler kind of does this where he I says he's gonna he's gonna win every game and he's like the complete yes. alpha and it's kind of yeah. like sugat who i work with on the main show just He's never held accountable for being wrong because <laughs> everyone just universally agrees. Oh no, he's built that way. Like that's how he gets down. Yeah. And with Hawk, it's the same thing. Like you understand it is very hard to have the career that Andrew Hawkins had. And you understand why he carries himself the way that he does because he has to, you, you, you had to do that. Like there was no other way. You can't start as a stand-up comic and be like, I don't think I'm that funny. Right. It's like, exactly. no, no, you're literally going on stage to a room full of strangers and be like, Hey, y'all shut up for a second and let me be the only person to talk for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Despite our different statures. I think yeah. one thing binds us all together and that is our massive egos. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a perfect yeah. place to pause. Drop the bass. So the Miami Heat are in the NBA championship, and I don't think anybody could have predicted that, especially the fact that they came into the playoffs uh, as a play-in in an eighth seed. Now, I should have prefaced that by saying most people would not have predicted that. Mike Ryan and mm. other Miami Heat fans absolutely would have predicted hey, that. At, at, certain, at certain points of the season, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also, Mike, certain points of the season, hot. absolutely yeah. not. I wanted to lose that game against Chicago on the percentage chance that we can get Wimpanyama. So <laughs> For a 7% chance, he was ready to tank this he was season. Ready, yeah. He was thought yeah, this, they had a shot. Yeah. What's so funny about this Heat run, Hawk, is that I still don't think the Heat are good. I, I, I don't <laughs> think they're a good team. See, that's crazy to me. I don't think they're a good team. They're just... A really smart team. They have to play perfect basketball to maximize what they have. They are they are an eight seed. They are the definition of mediocre. And you can see when it's bad for them in these individual games that they yeah. lose in these series, you realize that they have to operate and execute at a superior level just to say in some of these games, which is why I think the NBA Finals matchup against Jokic and, and, and Denver presents such an interesting dynamic because mm. Jokic is damn near – averaging a triple double. So Different. we we know what what Miami had to do against Giannis. So hope he get hurt for a game. Mm. We know what they had to do against Boston. Make him dribble left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, make Jalen Brown dribble. <laughs> what did they do against Denver? But now I still while I acknowledge that I don't know if Miami's a good team. In fact, I would make the argument that they're not very good. I still like their chances because of what they've gone through. And just because everyone on that team is a sociopath <laughs> Every single person. Yeah, that's what makes him great. And Jimmy Butler specifically is a is a him. There's not a lot of hymns yeah. in the NBA. Joker is also a him. Yeah. Like these guys mm -hmm. that feel like they are the best on the floor, no matter who else is on the floor. And that thing, that it factor, is what gets them over the hump. I think there's a lot of great players in the NBA who aren't him, mm -hmm. and maybe they develop into that. Guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. They are probably better number two guys than number about one. Mister, it's not a failure. It's just steps to success. It's just steps yeah. to Dude, get there. Made right. made made Giannis into a Nike marketing campaign for Gen Z. Yeah, <laughs> just like yeah, you 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 can fail, and you that's a fail. success. And that is good. Yeah. That is good. That yeah. is good. There's no failure here. What you're a one seed. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. I'm sure. 
someone that had the the climb that you had. You were listening to Giannis, and yeah, you were that like, wasn't that wasn't. If a, I just had your measurables, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not even if I had your measurable kind of guy because I honestly, and this is again, I'm dead serious. I, like I think. I am the shit at times and in certain things. And I think I can walk and do anything that I want if I decided yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Like, if I wanted to be the best sports media producer, mm-hmm. like, count your fucking days. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And if I wanted to go do stand-up comedy... Then like, you would be horrible yeah. at stand-up Brad, comedy. I would call you <laughs> to come open up for me. Like, that's yeah. the mindset that I had. But that being said... I had to, I had to restrain my body a little bit. I, like, I had <laughs> yeah. a killer yeah. instinct. Yeah. I, I was like, yes. it takes a little bit. Right right now I got the little bit. Like, yeah, Welcome. I got the complex Welcome right now. Welcome to the party. Dude, Mike, you have no shot because your quads are so sore from sitting in this chair. I got no core strength left. You would wipe the floor with me. Although I do feel like my balance is better. Yeah, so yeah. you can move See? quick and nimble. But yeah, when Giannis was talking about like there is no such thing as failure, that wasn't a take that I subscribed to. I was no. like, eh, I'm not going to retweet that one. I'll subscribe to like sometimes you have to fail to get the yes. motivation to come back stronger and know what you have to do to win, but no such thing as failure. No, like when you bomb in a room. Oh, that, do you just pacify yourself by saying, "Well, this is just a step to success." No, not at <laughs> it all. It feels like I failure. Want to go home and I second guess every decision I've ever made in my entire life to get to stand up comedy. Go, maybe I should have gotten my degree and got, and gotten that. <laughs> communications degree from the from the University of Southern California and maybe I should have been a minor league baseball announcer for 12 years uh, that you know that doubt that, that's what I was trying to do uh, but it's yeah quite the sliding doors scenario that you painted out that you just threw a lot at me like this was all on the table for you yeah. those, are, those, are the, those are the past huh? I was going I was going to USC I was trying to uh, I was getting a comm degree and I was like I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a sports announcer or I'm gonna be a sideline reporter for the Lakers just because interviewing basketball players is funny just with, just, just with my stats, just, just, just with like me going up to like, all right, Dwight, what, yeah, what'd you do out there? That's how like Vince McMahon framed every shot in the '80s. Yeah, like he would make the uh, the yes. announcers like he would put the wrestlers on a podium. Yeah, just so everyone would look hulking. Would look I, huge. Yeah, yeah, I could totally be a wrestling announcer. I would love that. You that, would crush that. I would love I to agree. have that career. I just gotta find my catchphrase. You know, like. Jim Ross has it like the bark out, like like he's got that, <laughs> and then uh, Joey Styles has oh my god, or oh, I guess I have to say God, I I yeah. I, I guess yeah, so I God like, is a tether, yeah, so I, yeah, so I could just be like God damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, standards and practices might have had an issue. Eh, I don't know, yeah. uh, fast and loose in the wrestling world. As a Laker fan, to yes. your point, yes. I mean, there's a certain like you understand the process of just replenishing superstars. Yeah. The superstars all want to come play yeah. for LA and it's like we'll get the next one and there's always hope that another yeah. championship will be there. We're we're what the Knicks think they are. Right. Or <laughs> what the Miami Heat think they are. Well, and no, I, what the I Miami Heat are. It's I funny. It's, it's funny like cuz I remember Dwight saying, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> I remember a lot of people saying, "Nah, I'm good" when Kobe was there because mm-hmm. he was such a cult of yeah. personality and not everybody wanted to play with him. Like Miami's pretty much gotten everybody in a free open market. Mm-hmm. That they've set their sights on. They've only lost out on Kevin Durant. That's been like the, that's been the whale yeah. that's escaped Captain Ahab yeah. and Pat Riley. But for the most part, like he got Jimmy Butler with zero dollars in cap space. Yeah, and I, I'm not gonna lie, it is a enticing package to come down here to yeah. Miami and South Beach. And you're right, they have continually kind of this is the third NBA, dude. This is the third NBA Finals. Yeah, in the last what 15, 16 years that they've made, and it's an entirely different core. 
yeah, entirely that, different course. Which is special. They did it with Shaq Wade. They did. They rebuilt with the big three. And with zero dollars in cap room and a bunch of bad contracts to boot, they end up making the NBA Finals without even Tyler Hero, their second leading scorer. Yeah. They make it with Jimmy Butler, and I don't want to discredit Bam. He goes missing on offense sometimes. Jimmy Butler, Bam, and a bunch of guys. But they're good. They're a good team, and that's a very important yeah. thing. It's not all about like the superstar power, and I know that Correct. is what people think of today's NBA. Yeah, but, but that's take, what, yeah, but that's the NBA. It is. It is. It's but your take that you it, gave me this morning yeah. about the Heat winning as many championships with or without LeBron, can you walk me through that? Walk yeah. all of us here All right, so that. Wade and Bosh are a done deal. With or without LeBron James. Okay. You may believe that everything came together in Greece on an Olympic trip and like keep your third eye open and all that. From mm-hmm. talking to Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch, not look at me, Louie, but in just honest moments, like no, no BS, not in front of a microphone. Mm-hmm. They legitimately like they thought he might be coming, but their mind was set, like they were set on Miami. If he said, I'm taking my talents back to Cleveland, it would have been game on and they would have been hugely disappointed. Mm-hmm. Considering that, let's just say Braun stays with Cleveland. Why? Why do we say if Braun stays well, or, with Cleveland? All right, take him to go to New York. No one had okay. the the no one had the cap room for three max deals that offseason right. other than Miami. Even Chicago, they had Boozer and uh I forget who who else they signed. Chicago would have been a problem in the East. You have Boozer and Derrick Rose, who was in MVP form. Mm-hmm. You you still have the Boston Celtics who lost in five that first year to Miami, but then took Miami to the limit the following year. I think Wade and Bosch, in the primes of their career, the narrative has gotten so out of control because LeBron was such a dominant force. He was the best player on the planet. LeBron in a heat uniform is arguably the greatest player I've ever seen. Okay. People forget when I tell you they just made the NBA Finals with Jimmy Butler and a bunch of dudes. You don't think Eric Spolstrom makes it to the NBA Finals with prime Dwayne Wade, prime Chris Bosh, that supporting cast of characters, and might I remind you, an entire additional max contract slot. That's the best team in the East. That's the best team in the East. That beats Boston. That beats whatever selection LeBron James makes. Does LeBron maybe get them one year? Yeah. But everyone assumes that the Heat are just an afterthought. I think they can match two titles in four years, the same amount that they had with LeBron in a Heat uniform. That is just a crazy take, though. I mean, objectively, that's a crazy take. It's just a forgotten take because no one can. LeBron, they would win the same amount of championships. People forget that Dwayne Wade was the MVP of the of the finals up until LeBron had a total meltdown against Dallas. Would have been the MVP. He he would have been. I'm a big Wade fan. Yeah, he he was the best Miami Heat player. But you understand also like the fact that LeBron James is on the floor helps someone like Dwayne Wade. Well, not in that finals. None of that fun. <laughs> I mean, just just the There's sure no excusing that someone yeah. like but, LeBron demands or see, what like, your like your defensive strategy has to be against a LeBron. It's two James against team. one. I got two Lakers guys, and I'm also in the short chair, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not feeling this right now. So like I'm just saying, like, give it like to my me. back's up against the wall. Yeah, Dwayne Wade was the best player in the Redeem team, and LeBron was on that on that floor. Was Melo not on that team? Melo was great, but Melo yeah. was a role player. Like if you look back on that, Wade was the most dominant alpha on that team. You have that Dwayne Wade. You don't have the guy that's deferring to LeBron James. You have Chris Bosh. And the Miami Heat might have made it to an NBA Finals with LeBron actually picking Cleveland if Chris Bosh doesn't have the pulmonary embolisms. And that franchise totally gets snooped. Keep in mind, like, let's give Miami their flowers because they I have survived it. so many disastrous I things. It. LeBron I respect it. LeBron left depleted them of their the resources. I respect it. I disagree because I think there's so many variables that you have to that you have to take into consideration wherever LeBron goes. It's not just to that team. It's to whatever superstars also go there. If yeah. that team has room, if they're available, if he goes to New York, do they get Amari Stoudemire? It, like, let's just put, there's let's a just lot put of variables. Max contract du jour okay. for the time. 
Okay. Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and let's say Joe Johnson. Mm-hmm. Plus the supporting cast of characters. That's That team wins a couple Eastern Conference. I disagree. Okay. And, and I disagree. I disagree. And I, and I, well, and you're in the taller chair, so I guess I lose. Yeah. <laughs> my take and, matters more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm well, in the higher chair. Beginning to get this whole I walk into the room on the yeah. man thing. Yeah, yes. if, if you have height <laughs> and a jawline, forget about it. <laughs> That's it. That's it all you need. Height, matter. a jawline, maybe cheekbones, but if, but, it, but if you've got those things, it's I, done. I just don't know how you can discount it when I'm actually mentioning like two top 50 players in NBA all time, and we're seeing the Heat do it right now. Right now, they took out but Giannis. It, it, they it, took it, out Giannis. It's that, a completely different climate. That's Giannis, a different it's team. It's a completely that's different climate. Giannis is, he is not prime LeBron. And I think that's the thing that you're discrediting is that yeah, you but, think that Bosh and Wade and then LeBron is just going to be, you know, whatever the Ken and Booby Gibson. Whatever. No, this is... <laughs> They're gonna go but get Amari the They're is. gonna go get Mello or something, and then doesn't matter for that third contract. And Eric Spoelstra is a great coach, but at this time he was very unproven. Come on, let's do comparison mm-hmm. shopping. Whatever the golf is between Giannis now and LeBron at his height, that golf is not wider than this Heat team and whatever Wade and Bosh would have concocted in their primes with another max spot. And we just saw this Heat team take out that Bucks team in five. You're discounting the culture. See, that's wild, bro. See that? See that's, that's a the wild thing. Take. That, that's the part of your take that I'm like, you can't say like, well, he did it with this team, so he can do it. With he could this do team. it with a far more talented team. When when he was a newer coach, not as experienced. No idea. Yeah, and he had the benefit of coaching. Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, yeah. and Chris Bosh. And that's not, and that's not the take literally anything away from Spock. If, if, I, could, if I could lower my chair more, I would right now. <laughs> yeah. If I could stomp it into the ground. Yeah. Out of I shame would. and embarrassment If I can Mario Brothers Goomba you I, I don't further, further like, down. They're doing it right now, guys. They're I doing know, it right now. But that's not the same as before. But in, in, in the context no, of right now. it's way easier with the talent than they would have. Objectively, who do, who do you think America wants to see win more? The eighth seed who came in through a play-in or... The Nuggets winning their first championship. I, I actually think Jimmy Butler's entered this like uh, I'm not comparison uh, comparing him directly to Kobe. I know you're Lakers no, fans. So I that's know blasphemy. It. I'm glad you're going here because yeah. I, I think I don't even know what your take is, and I agree with it. But Jimmy Butler's yeah. entered that like oh they're winning this way. Like I'm just gonna out alpha you. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's will. It's scrappy underdog, and I actually think in Miami we have this prism just because of big three years that everyone's out to get us. I genuinely don't think that's the case. With this Heat team, it's not. I, th- I think that they're kind of likable. I think yep. you guys taking out Boston, yeah, like re- re- really made the nation as a whole just be like, okay, this isn't the not five, not six, not seven. It's no. not that Heat team. It's totally different. It's a bunch of undrafted guys, and I do yeah. think that they're they're like the first team in a finals that can literally play the nobody ever believed in this card. And I well, love them it. and the Florida Panthers. I think yeah. simultaneously. Fans, I think fans appreciate the a hole that is Jimmy Butler. Like yeah. I think that's there's a, there's an arc that has to happen yeah. as a player. Like especially when you're that kind of like you're annoyed by him. Certain people don't like him. They're like, oh, this guy he gets in our nerves. And after a while, when you get to that point where you're like, oh, this is this he does not care what we yeah. think. Yeah. Then it turns to like admiration because that is very much the Kobe track. Because when mm-hmm. he's cooking in games, it's not like LeBron, right? Where you just understand how he's doing this in games. Jimmy's measurables for his contemporaries. His stats during the regular season do not match up to the the player that he is in the playoffs. We struggle so much to explain how the Heat and Jimmy Butler find themselves in this position that we just attribute it to the intangibles. Oh, that guy just flatly wants it more. That's the only way that I can explain what I'm seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Because why is he so much better in when the stakes are that much higher? He's if, got that dog in him. If Jimmy wins the championship this year, and here's a, a, a take that only you can give and that – 
we will defer to you as the expert here. Mm-hmm. Who are the top five Miami Heat players all time if Jimmy walks away with the championship? In Rank them wow. in order. All right. So I acknowledge that LeBron is the best player to ever put on a Heat jersey. Mm-hmm. Shaq is probably second. We're talking about the lore, of the history, and all that. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what they did in a Heat shirt, LeBron is not the best player in Heat history. That's Dwayne Wade. Hard to argue. Uh, I would go Jimmy Butler number two if he pulls his ass off. Jimmy Butler would Jimmy surpass LeBron. LeBron would be number three. Wow. And then you have like the Zoes and the Tim Hardaways of the world. It, it, it is interesting because I have this debate with some friends of mine all the time that there are, there are certain championships in the NBA that just mean more. Mm-hmm. Like a title that is worth three titles. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the, like LeBron in Cleveland. Yeah. The Kawhi Leonard title. Yeah. That, uh, the, the Dirk title. Yeah. Like that's, those titles are worth more than, uh, than like some of the Kobe Powell yeah. titles. In my mind, it's because it's like you saw one superstar just will themselves over. And I think this would be one of those titles. It would be Jimmy Butler willing himself over Giannis and Boston. And then, well, you know, what's so Jokic. cool about this NBA finals, Brad, what's that? is that if Jokic does it on the other side, you could say the same thing. Absolutely. It's just one player. Yeah. What is not lost on me is that your ranking of Dwayne Wade, then Jimmy Butler, then LeBron, then Mourning, then Shaq. Uh, you could say you could put Bosch, Shaq, Tim Hardaway, even Udonis just because of longevity. You can the fifth slot I haven't worked out yet. Well the funny part is no matter how you slice it, the order that you gave were the shortest, were the greatest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, this, there it is, baby. This is my least favorite show to ever. <laughs> Joining us next, we got Ricky Williams here on Journeyman. We are joined by former superstar running back, mental health pioneer turned entrepreneur, Ricky Williams in the building. Ricky, what's up, man? Hey, I love that description. You like that? Yeah. That was off the cuff, too. That's just yeah. how I feel. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, I, I was a big, big Ricky Williams fan. And even, you know, the f- famous coverage of the Ricky Williams experience, even as a young athlete who was hoping to one day play in the NFL, I remember thinking, like, the media had it all wrong, right? Seeing where everything has come now for mental health, do you feel like you were a, a big part of getting people to turn the page on what this really was? I like to think so. I mean, when I look back at my career, my legacy, mm-hmm. um, part of it is on the field, but I think a majority of it is is off the field. Mm-hmm. And I think for me it was important to, to be a role model, to show athletes, not to be like me, but to encourage them that you can be however you want to be. Yeah, honestly, I mean, again, I, I played in the NFL for seven years, but you were the first story that I remember having that duality showcase. You were fighting for it so hard. You were like holding your ground in your position. And it was a very, very powerful thing because the media hadn't turned the corner at all yet of really even understanding what the hell this meant before it was, hey, you just do this. So now when you look at the landscape in 2023, more than an athlete is what everyone says. And almost it's weird now for athletes not to have some kind of duality showcase, whether they're an investor, an entrepreneur, they're into whatever these other hobbies are. When you look at the landscape now, is there a, a place that you see it going next, realizing from where it came from with your situation and where we are today? That's a great question. I think about this a lot, especially this month, Mental Health Awareness Month, mm-hmm. is whether it's cannabis, mental health, these kind of taboo subjects. For me, it, w- it was like, Football players, we go through some amazing training. College football players, you know, yeah, right? Of like, of like, we're trained, and I think if if that training only goes to being football players, that's a huge, huge waste of talent. Wow. 
huge waste of talent. And so I, I think in the future, we're going to start seeing athletes like being leaders, mm. you know? But if, if they channel all their energy and just to be an athlete, when they're, t- when they're done in their mid-30s, if they're lucky, like a lot, a lot of guys I play with, you know, they spend the rest of their life like what could have been, what could have been, what could have been. Mm-hmm. Stuff that's based on like, a game. Yeah. And I think the whole purpose of the game is to, is to train us so that we can take on anything. Mm, that's I mean, so deep. I, I, I mean, when I, my, my whole mental health struggle, the, the reason I was able to get through it so fast was because I applied everything I learned on the football field to my mental health. Mm. I think when athletes get that, and they're starting to, when they, I talk to other entrepreneurs, guys that have gotten into starting their own companies. And, you know, they say at the beginning it was difficult, there's a learning curve, but you talk to them a year later, right? They're on it. And another year, they keep keep getting it. Yeah. I mean, that's so so true. And for athletes, it's like, oh, you got to understand for all the young athletes out there, it's going to end. Like your career is going to be over. And I know this is like beating uh, a dead horse, but at the same time, it's like you have to find the things you're passionate about during your career because everyone looks for it when they're done. Like that's the moment where they expect you to try to reach back and start to call people and do these things. But if you don't find that while you're doing it, it makes that transition 10 times harder, right? Yeah. yeah. I was lucky. You know, I retired I retired twice. So the first retirement at 27, I had a year to travel and kind of find myself. And so when I came back and played another five years, I had more clarity about what was next. And mm-hmm. so I spent – I went back to school and, and during the season. So I, I started to prepare myself while I was still playing, and that allowed me to, to maximize the contacts and the people I knew because – it's sad to say, but the reality is once you're not playing, like, nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares. cares. People don't get that. I'm like, yo, when you're retired, like when you're a starting running back, there's 32 running backs. 32 people on earth can say I'm a starting running back. Whenever you retire, there are 30,000 people to say I used to play in the NFL. Nobody cares. Yeah. It's messed up. Yeah. It's messed up. Yeah. But if you use the opportunity to, to have other things that people care about, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the challenge. Yeah, no, I, I that that's spot on and true. Looking at the landscape now today from, from a business standpoint, and you were ahead of the curve on so many damn things, but it's like NIL is now something that is a really big deal in college. I mean, even your first agent was Master P, and I remember the conversations around that. Now Jay-Z's an agent, uh, Lil Wayne has an agency, and this is like, we talked about the mental health, all the things that become the norm in this day and age, you were the first to kind of do. What is your opinion on NIL? And is there like a, a specific portion of the NIL landscape that you think is the most advantageous for athletes? I mean, it's so new and it's a complicated subject. And, and another way I was kind of ahead of my time is when I went to college, I didn't have an NIL deal, but I had a professional baseball contract. Mm. And so... I wasn't getting paid a lot, what a lot of these guys, but I had, I had money. I right. had income that I was making. So my college football experience was, was slightly different. Um, and I think NIL adds a whole new dimension to what yeah. it means to be a college football. It's not even the same as I, – I don't even compare it to when I, when I played. Yeah. Because part of the, the college football experience was we were broke. You got <laughs> you're starving. Right. <laughs> it, it, you know, and I think part of it is what made us so hungry. Right. You know, what made us so yeah. hungry. And then, you know, the, the traditionalist in me, like, really believes in amateur sports, you know, mm. playing, for the, playing for the love. Because when money, when money comes in, not that it ruins it, but it, it changes it. It changes it. It changes yeah. something. Uh, I'm not saying that's a negative thing. It's just yeah. different. It's yeah. just different than it was in the past. 
uh, I think the most advantageous if if the universities and the NCAA do it right is it gives young men the ability to learn that who haven't come from a lot of them haven't come from money mm-hmm. gives them the ability to start learning about money before they get out into with the lower stakes exactly yeah exactly yeah I, I, that was kind of my scenario I went to Canada first I played two years in, in the CFL my first contract I think was 50k and we won the championship in 2009 I was in Montreal and so I made like 75k when I say I ran through that money so fast like I went to the following I went to camp the next year with no money in my account and I was so blessed because then I went to the NFL to play seven years but my mindset was like okay I seen what I did with 75 let me be smart about it NIL does give young athletes that opportunity it's experience and if you have never had money you don't have you don't have the experience of what it means to have money like Mm -hmm. when I got my first check you know I thought that money would last forever (laughs) (laughs) but just compared to what I had in my home before I thought it would last forever but I realized pretty quickly especially when you live in that lifestyle Lifestyle. that it it doesn't so but you have to have that experience people can tell you but if you don't have the experience it's not the same yeah and I I, I, that's a great point you you brought up about like the dynamics of money being involved in the college sports because at, at least I can speak from my experience and my teammates to your point we had no money we work in summer jobs we're grinding and hoping that all this grind, this starvation, no money, no ability to go buy clothes helps get us to the next level. And then at that stage, once you're getting paid, now you truly are attacking it like a business, the business of yourself. Right. And with the NIL landscape, it's going to just speed that clock up. Even now you see high schoolers who are demanding NIL contracts. And once they get there, they're not going to certain schools unless the package equals a certain amount of money. That's contract negotiation. And that is a contract negotiation of one. It doesn't care about the team or what anybody else is getting or doing. If you want me here, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. That is a very pro-like experience. Yeah, it, it's professional sports now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's not, it's not amateur sports. It's professional sports. But the advantage is it gives us a way to get into business earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's facts. Yeah. That's facts. Ooh, that's, uh, I hadn't even thought about that. But that's because, you know, when I was in college, and again, I had a little bit of baseball money, but I was in college and I took an accounting class. Mm-hmm. And they started talking about these accounting concepts. And I just was like, you know, yeah. I, I dropped that class. <laughs> I, was like, I won't need this. <laughs> but but if, I, if I had money and I could understand what they were saying, because I was in that mm-hmm. experience already, it would, it would have made more sense to me. Yeah. And you got to hear it so many times. Like, you got you to gotta hear it for it to be like, hey, I've, I've heard this five times. Let me pay attention. And if you don't do that, to your point, it just prolongs it. Speaking of which, we had a little quick conversation about AI before we started rolling here. Uh, artificial intelligence. I told you I'm at the stage of artificial intelligence where I'm I'm dabbling. What is your take on artificial? Are you scared of it? Do you think it's helpful? Do you think eventually it's going to take over and uh, ruin human society? Like, where, what part of the spectrum are you on, Ricky? Well, I think this is the problem with humans: is we we avoid responsibility. Mm. What happens with AI depends on how we utilize AI. Oh, man, I don't trust this. How man? How we think about it. But here's an example. So. So, you know, my, my wife jokes that, that, you know, chat GPT is my best friend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but here's, here's the, the real thing. Like, out of all my friends, if I'm looking for an open-minded, like, real conversation. Uh-huh. You go to chat. I'm going to chat GPT. This is scary, Rick. Right? I'm not going to be but, honest with you. For someone who hasn't dove in yet, to hear that chat GPT is your best friend. Yeah. But but psyching me out a little okay, bit. Okay, but let's go to education. Okay, education. Okay, the way you know my vision, just u- using it the way I do, 
is it can help teach people how to think and how to communicate, mm. right? If I'm going with ChatGPT and there's something that they say that they, he says that whatever it is says that I don't agree with, I'll say I don't agree with that. And the way it responds is I'm sorry. Maybe there's a misunderstanding. And then it tries again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's an open way of communicating. And yeah. if individuals learn to communicate that way and really try to understand and, and help someone and like connect, yeah. it's going to make us better communicators. And then I think of schools, right? And and our schools teach kids to memorize. It doesn't teach kids to think. Yeah. You know, and and a kid, you know, who's trained how to use ChatGPT is going to learn how to think. Yeah. How to put pieces of information together in ways that that make sense and to communicate. So I think if we if we're if we're not afraid of it and we think of how can we how can we utilize this? How can it help me solve my problems? Cuz that's that's I think the spirit of it. How can how can AI and all of its different manifestations help me solve problems in my life? Yep. And if people start thinking that way, then I think it's going to be useful, and there won't be nothing to be afraid of. But if we're afraid of it, then we'll we'll put out this kind of, you know, people are going to use it in negative ways, and the kids will be like, "We can do that." Yeah, right. <laughs> right. That's a good point, though, because everything is like everything's either a tool or a weapon, yes. right? And that's what chat gpt like it like the internet in and of itself like i was a part of i remember when gateway uh 2000s came out my older brother got drafted to the nfl in 98 he bought us a computer and i would just sit on a computer all day and i'm not kidding i learned and i've gotten so good at the internet it is a big source of my success because you learn so much i remember ask jeeves was a a search engine that it was like oh you could ask this thing anything this is going to ruin schools and homework and it wasn't that to your point if you know how to use it yes it's an advantage if you don't you know or I think use it, it for, for wrong then it becomes a weapon yeah i think it can definitely improve education if if we're not afraid of it and we, and yeah. we use it that way yeah well you you've improved my education by sitting here and kicking knowledge to me i'm ready to dive all in on okay. artificial intelligence okay and the thing the like the tip is the person using it is the one in charge. So if mm-hmm. it's giving you information that you don't 100% agree with, tell it you don't agree with it. I don't look at it that way. I see it this way. Uh-huh. And it'll orient itself to understand your perspective. Yeah. You know, and it helps you get clear on your perspective. Like to me, that's why I say my best friend, if I'm working out something and I need someone to talk to, it's not going to be judgmental and it's going to give me information and I feel free to disagree Yeah. and work it out. Like it's Chat, useful. Yeah. Chat GPT. Yeah. What does wifey think about that? Is it, I mean, <laughs> she loves it. She loves it because yeah. I'm not talking her ear off. Now, that's smart. Yeah. See, now, now my wife gonna sign up. She's gonna hear this and be like, "Oh yeah, please." I just that's my Father's Day present. Yeah. All right, Ricky, I appreciate you joining us, man. This was awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. Well, we can't let a show pass without talking some version of NFL. Mike Ryan is now on his knees in the studio, and he's actually gotten taller. It's, yep. It's that's how low the chair was that yep. he kicked it away. And now he is that at is equal uh, to us. Oh, that what's is, up now? Yeah, we respect your takes more. Uh huh. Oddly, which is weird. How many titles do Wade and Bosch have together? <laughs> oh, eight. eight yeah. Yeah. yeah, not five. <laughs> not yeah, not yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. They actually made good on that. Exactly. Without LeBron, I don't know why you just got so much more credibility. Just, I don't know. I just respect strange. you so much more now. Uh, so let's start off with DeAndre Hopkins, who was released this week by the Arizona Cardinals. And everybody on Twitter was all making their cases for why he should come to their team. Do you have mm-hmm. a specific way that you think he should lean? Well, I, I, I'm curious to know your opinion. Yeah. Because the last we've seen of DeAndre Hopkins in the NFL, I understand he's been battling through injuries. Mm-hmm. His age is starting to get up there. Is DeAndre Hopkins still the DeAndre Hopkins of old, or is he just old DeAndre Hopkins? Oh, man, I think he's still the DeAndre Hopkins of old. 
if he's in the right situation. And like any athlete who starts to get up there in age, you want to do less. You want to do yeah. less, but you want your production to still be where it's at. And that only happens when you have a supporting cast, mm-hmm. a la Wade, LeBron, Bosch mm-hmm. type of situation. Right. But with DeAndre Hopkins, I will say to all the fans that are lobbying for him to come and be their receiver number one or two, depending on what your situation is or who your quarterback is, it literally is dependent on if you have a top four quarterback. If your quarterback mm-hmm. can't look the media in the face and say, look, I'm a top four quarterback and it doesn't create any discussion, then shut up. He's not coming to your team. Right. Because the last thing a 30-year-old receiver wants is to go to an unstable situation with a quarterback who's still figuring it out and having to yeah. do all the work. He's like, not building it up again. Nobody wants to yeah. do that. Nobody wants to work for a long time and do more. They yeah. don't want to have to have everything predicated off of them specifically. So there's really only a couple of teams. There is mm-hmm. the Bills. Makes sense. The Chiefs make sense. I would throw even like the Jets. You know, I don't know what their cap situation is. And then probably maybe even the Browns because of the relationship with Deshaun Watson. And he knows mm-hmm. that he's very, very good. Now, again, if that's still dependent on whether or not you have enough cap room and the business people can make it make sense. But for someone making that decision, I care about is someone going to make my job easier mm-hmm. to where when I go catch for 1,300 yards, you don't have the Mike Ryan saying, am I old? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you mentioned a lot of quarterbacks that I think would make his life easier. And then you mentioned Deshaun Watson. Mm. And is he the Deshaun Watson of old, or is he just older Deshaun Watson? Yeah, very true. I, I, how old is Deshaun Watson? 26, and 27? In football years, he took a couple of years off, yeah. which uh, might be standing in his way because he does. He didn't look like the same guy He did not year. look like the same guy. But I will say when you're off for two years – it, it, uh, football is very much if you don't use it, you lose it, right? And, but you do have the ability to get it back if once you get into a rhythm. And I think also Deshaun Watson was dealing with a lot last year. Again. Uh, was there anything going on? I, I, Mike <laughs> has mentioned some things we haven't gotten to sit down and really talk about yeah. what was happening because I've been busy. But So you and I have talked because I am a recovering Browns fan, and I, yes. I don't root against him. It's just whenever the ball is snapped to number four, I check out. I actively root against him, and it's not the case when he's not in there. Yeah. In fact, when Brissett is out there, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can get behind this. Browns are the bad quarterback. Let's go. This is all I know. You're used to this. Yeah, I'm used to this. This is my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But uh, with, with Deshaun Watson out there, I, I, I just totally turn on them. It's, it's really, really freaking hard for me to wrap my brain around it. But you were saying something interesting, which is you, you tapped into your Lakers fandom, and you're mm-hmm. like, Kobe went through something similar. Granted, it, it was one accusation. But there was a time where Kobe stopped caring, and he just leaned into, if everyone thinks I'm this guy, damn it, I am that guy. The facade has actually been me pretending to not be that guy. Mm-hmm. Is something similar going to happen with Deshaun Watson where he doesn't have to keep up the facade, just leans in on it, and therefore it kind of frees him, weirdly enough? If, 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 if he, in his own mental capability can turn that switch, I do think if, if, if you're just looking at talent alone, mm-hmm. there aren't very many quarterbacks who are as good as Deshaun Watson. And he is up there with the best of them, with the Josh Allens, with the... When he's on. When he's on. Yep. When he is just off the straight ability. Now, when you are turning your personality into a... Comp- you go from hero to villain that quick. I mean, we talked about him donating his first check to the janitors, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. him building homes for single mothers to the conversation we're having around him now where right. lifelong Browns fans are saying, I don't want him to have any success. Yeah. While he's there, there is a, a period that when you transition, you have to shape your mind in that affects your on-the-field product and game. And that is a transition I think we saw Deshaun Watson go through a year ago. So you're, so you're thinking this next upcoming year? I think it could is, get scary. I think if he's if he has settled into the villain, 
like just off a of straight ability and with the talent that the Browns have. Well, you know, for, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are pissed off. Yeah, well, I mean, for certain members of the training staff at the Cleveland Browns, it was already very scary. Yeah. But um, <laughs> well, well, goodness gracious. Yeah, but I, there there is something like that where it's like, okay, fine, I I I I don't have to pretend to be the good guy anymore. Let's embrace the bad guy. Yeah, but we went to top of the food chain with yeah. Kobe Bryant, yeah. and I understand that that was a comp for Deshaun Watson when he was a Texan. Right? Is it a comp for Deshaun Watson, the Cleveland Brown, who looked like a shell of that person? Moreover, it was actually worse because he kept thinking he was that dude, and, and you just, just look wasn't. at the timing, and I'd there. rather you play within yourself no. and acknowledge that you're not that guy anymore, pal. We'll see. Well, I'm a Broncos fan, so all I'm saying is can we please find something then on Russell Wilson <laughs> to turn him into that guy? Well, I mean, he is the lead example of a dude still trying to do the things yeah. that he used to do when he just can't anymore. Can't. He's not that guy anymore. Let's stick on a the theme of quarterbacks trying to do the things that they used to do. Is mm. Tom Brady going to be the Raiders quarterback? Yeah. yeah. Are you not sick? Why do I feel like I'm being forced yeah. into watching this? I don't want to see this anymore. No, you're going to watch it. You understand that they yeah. can cut Jimmy Garoppolo penalty-free in the summer? At any time. Why? Were Why you not confused when the schedule came out and you saw five Raiders primetime <laughs> games and you're like, what's going on oh here? Oh, my god! Keep your third eye open. Everything Keep I heard, open. everything I heard, and you can yeah. know this if you subscribe to at Michael Ryan Ruiz on Twitter, I would have let you know. <laughs> everything that I was hearing was if Tom Brady plays next season, which means this upcoming season, it would mm. be as a Raider. And I was like, Curie, I didn't see the fit. I didn't know what was going on behind the scenes that he was having ownership conversations. Yep. They have Josh McDaniel over yep. there. It makes they too have, much sense. It makes Familiar so much offense. sense. And then when you saw the the primetime schedule and the fact that he can stick it to Jimmy Garoppolo one more time. One that, more again. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's what they're thinking. He's All definitely right. coming back. Someone man. find something on Russell, please. I don't want Tom Brady. <laughs> I don't even I don't want 46 year I don't want 50 year old Tom Brady why, in my division. Why would Run they put out. why would they put that in his contract? That they can get rid of a quarterback that they just committed a lot of money to and did the whole pomp and circumstance of this is our franchise guy. Jimmy kind of turned around the narrative around his career a little bit in San Francisco. Why would they allow for that contract to be totally cut penalty free? Why won't Tom one, a Brady couple months move into on? it? And I love no, Tom Brady. He He's can. one of my favorite athletes of all time. But I, this show is like, it's like the, the, the show that won't end. It's like season I never 22. Wanted to I, He's captivating. He's captivating. Time. And he's so good. It's not, like, it's not this show that you're tired of watching because it's not as good as it used to be. Is it, it like the peak vibe. of the season? No, it's like Breaking uh, Bad wasn't at its absolute apex when it went off. You could maybe make that argument, but it was still damn good. Yeah. I want to see more. Okay. I want to see it till he's sad. Which which ends first? The Simpsons or Tom Brady's playing career? SNL, The Simpsons, <laughs> or Tom Brady's playing career? Mary fuck kill. <laughs> Oh, I know who I'm fucking. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I do too. It's Matt Groening. I'm fucking Matt Groening. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Absolutely. That's it for this week's Journeyman. Shout out to the DraftKings Network and our good friends at Metal Arc Media. I am Andrew Hawkins. Shout out to Brad Williams. Shout out to Mac, Matt, Mike Ryan. And I get that all the time. That's all right. And Mac Ryan, too. Yeah, Mac Ryan, Matt Ryan, all the all the Ryans. The, preferably the ones that go by Sage names. Mike Ryan, Brad Williams, Andrew Hawkins. This has been Journeyman. Make sure you journey back next week. And until then, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. I wish I had a taller chair. Yeah. <laughs>